When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. We are talking SVU season six, episode twelve, Identity. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to watch. Really yeah, try to figure out math. Um, I'm I'm joined as always by the incredible Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. I'm and to talk about this. Felicia Michelle is here. Hey guys. Hi. Um, Felicia's going to struggle through today's episode because she can't take me serious with these headphones. I love, the, I love them so much. I'm sorry, but like a little tear is keep coming, but does keep coming down over here. Yeah. It just looks so cute. I just, I love it. Thanks. I love them too. They were a birthday gift. Um, but before we jump into this episode, let me remind everyone, if you are in a situation where you need help, please reach out to the RAIN hotline. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Uh, Taylor, I believe you know what 4673 spells. I sure do. I was going to try to do like the numbers, but then I was like, it didn't really work out the well the first time. So I'm going like, to not do it this time, but it does spell hope. I can tell you guys that much. Oh, good. good. Yeah. It spells hope. I love yes, it. Does. You could have tried to do the numbers. Like, oh my God, I'll do the numbers. <laughs> I'm like, you thought about I need to train. I'll, maybe I'll train and try to like do that as a party trick next week for everyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish you luck. Uh, for those who are listening to our audio only version, you're missing out, but thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Let's jump into this. Oh no, wait, sorry. No, I gotta, I gotta start. I gotta warn you. Um, sometimes SVU takes a dark turn, and when that happens, we find light and we find a way to get through it. Uh, so prepare for that. Consider this your content warning, because I have thoughts on this episode. Um, again, season six, episode 12, Identity. The quick cap is when a murdered gang member is linked to a sexual assault, Benson and Stabler find neither the alleged victim nor the alleged killer to be who they think. It's a good quick cap. Um, yeah. What did we think of this episode? Because this is one of my favorites. Uh, Felicia, we'll start with you. What do you think? I mean, obviously this episode definitely sticks out of the entire series, really, because it's like, their twists and turns. I thought about Taylor when I was watching. I was like, "This is the these are the twists and turns that my girl Taylor is talking about." Oh, those latis, and she and I, I, I was there for it. And in fact, I hadn't seen the episode in a really. I had watched the shows, but I hadn't seen it in kind of a while because it's you know season six, like a couple seasons ahead now, and I almost kind of forgot some things. So I was like, "Oh, oh!" Like I just I don't know. I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was interesting because. This is one of those like ones where it's like a little smorgasbord and you get a little bit of everything. You know, we got a little bit of like uh, sexual identity. We got a little molestation. We got a little murder. We got a little accidental murder, uh, manslaughter. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed the episode. Just had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Taylor, what did you 100%. think? 
So glad you mentioned the twists and turns because that's exactly what I was going to say. And this one, it's one that I was like, I had to like pause on Hulu and be like, is this the right episode? Because it starts out so differently than it finishes. And I was like, this doesn't feel correct. But they, they bring it there somehow eventually. And the way that they do it is just insane. But yeah, I love this one. I love Dr. Hendricks. I'm so glad we had her in this episode. I think she's a really great addition. Um, but yeah, I agree, I agree with Felicia's a little bit of everything just kind of sprinkled into one, but it somehow works really well to be like this delicious soup of an episode. Wow, what great descriptions. I totally Thank agree. You. I absolutely love this episode. Um, it's one of my favorites because I find these twins so amusing um i also find the story like wild uh and it is ripped from the headlines which we'll talk about um daryl in the chat says i find this episode more disturbing than anything else it's one that although i saw it 15 years ago i still remember those twins absolutely i think a lot about um <laughs> logan and Lindsay. um i think a lot about the like he goes by luke now now, but I think about a lot about <laughs> Logan and Lindsay, because um, Lindsay the lesbian it makes me laugh. And Lindsay the lesbian is an amazing line. I did write that down. I yeah. was like, yes. <laughs> um, and, and all everything about Lindsay, I find so funny. Um, and, and the whole like the whole thing about the gang initiation at the beginning is so weird and wild. And and when they find out that they're doing like identity fraud, that's what this gang is doing. And then that like the girl is like, let's go meet Rico. And I didn't even realize that this was a double play on identity. Cause I always obviously just think of the twins, like their identity, but you're right. There's that identity fraud thing that also ties into this title, which is incredible. They really had a theme and they stuck with it. It's amazing. Honestly, the like older episodes that have the one word title were consistently like double entendres and innuendos and really yeah. beautiful parallels. Um, and I'm that's not a knock on current season titles, some of them are better than others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Great capture release. <laughs> yeah, let's not even. Like I said, the some only are one, better than others. The only one we'll recognize is Send in the Clouds. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think the longest journey home. Oh, yeah. Also a good title. Yes. She paints anyway. with vengeance. Anyway. She paints with vengeance is a classic. That's true. That is true. These are the only titles I like remember because they're so long yeah um, it's chinatown counselor <laughs> i forgot about that one counselor it's chinatown, it's chinatown. <laughs> anyway back to identity um we do start with the the murder victim luis vega his gang is called the stone coal assassins damn right it is but they work in in identity fraud <laughs> Stone Cold Assassins, baby. They're assassinating your credit score. <laughs> I was like, oh, I gonna be like, I mean, you're killing people's credit score. That's, yeah, you're right, yo. Um, but I, or watching it, I mean, obviously I know what's ahead because I've seen it before, but like just trying to watch it again with like fresh eyes, I'm just like, that didn't really, I thought y'all were like, mm, 
bang, bang, like shoot them up. Like, but that wasn't any of that. It was like, we're going to open up 12 credit cards in your name. You're never getting that house ever. <laughs> Stone cold. Stone cold. It was pain for me though. It was like, this is the, it's like, oh, he has this necklace on. This is his girlfriend's initials. What man? Is buying himself some nice, like, like maybe there is somebody who would do that. Maybe like there's an anomaly. What well, man really is wearing like a chain and it's like, oh, these are my girlfriend's initials. Like, who's not in high school? I agreed. I thought that was such a weird assumption. I was like, why is that what we're jumping to? Like and- his girlfriend? Like, what do you? What? Like, who's gonna? I thought that was also very strange. I I agree with you both. Um, I think what's wild is. Knowing what this gang does, right, which is identity fraud, their initiation is rape. Like, shouldn't the initiation be a math test? Initiation is rolling dice. Maybe that was just like a division of their gang. Maybe their gang does other things that, you know, maybe this is like a very prominent gang that has multiple streams of income. And this is one of them. And that's what they do. I, I mean, I guess maybe it's like the loyalty of it, you know, because whenever when people are, you know, assaulted, it's about power. It's about con- putting power over someone. So, I mean, essentially, really, you could probably try to do that and get someone to do whatever you want them to do, whether that's be murderous or be mischievous, whatever it is that you want them to do. Um, it was just like interesting. It was like kind of weird. I don't know. It, I, the how it gets over, like how they get it to that place when you see the beginning of the episode, like how are we going to get to this point? Like, how are we getting there? Like, where where's our roadmap at? Because A to B, like, I don't really see it. Like, We go from A to B to C to D to E. Like, so I feel like it was like, from like W to like Y, then we're like, oh, it's going to go back to A, B, and C. It's going to make sense right at the end. Don't worry. Like, it's a long journey. Yeah. Yeah. When you said a math test, did you guys have to do like rocket math in elementary school where you had to do like 40 problems in like a minute? Oh, yes. yeah. I never cared. I had to do that. And now I'm just picturing all these people <laughs> doing rocket math. <laughs> I, also, I also imagine they had to do a typing test since they were like, she's like, I'm just playing computer games. They were like, that's a spreadsheet. I want that spin off so bad. You have no idea. Like, that is incredible. <laughs> You want to watch these gang initiations that require a math test and yes. a typing test? Yes, I think that'd be so funny. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this story then takes us to Sister Peg. Oh, the beloved Sister Peg at St. Anne's. I love her yes, so much. Um, yes. Honestly, I remember that she was in this episode and then I could not remember why because she like specifically works with sex workers and so i was like i don't recall anyone being a sex worker and i was right <laughs> there is none no okay. i'm trying to say that the uh, katie the character of katie was messing with Luis, or he messed with her like in a physical way so maybe that was how but i was like i thought that she exclusively like that's what like you said, yeah, like worked with victims of sex crimes. So I was like, you know, anything to make the connection because wherever you had to build this bridge, I get it. You might have a little temp bridge to get us over here. And that, that was. The temp bridge is definitely that she worked with, like she had a shelter. And so therefore she allowed Katie to stay at her shelter 
the fact that Katie was not a sex worker is a is just what it is. Um, but that gets us to Betty, who is helping with the identity theft, um, which then gets us to graffiti. <laughs> I love so long. I love that Betty is like. She's gonna get her money one way or another. I love how Ellie and Olivia are like, okay, fine, you're like giving this to him for 50 bucks, we'll give you 62. I'm like, that's right, get your bag, Betty. Like, you deserve it. She's like, 60, okay. She's like, oh, he pays a whole bunch of homeless people to do that around here, actually. And I was like, it, that's so genius, but it's so diabolical at the same time to like, yeah. And then, and, and then it made me sick. I'm like, oh, well, he had all those those 50s in his in his wallet so he's handing out 50s to these homeless people i don't i don't mean to minimize it but 50s like that's good money i was gonna say but i don't know how much you have to bring because it looked like she had a lot of stuff there were a lot of bags it looked like a lot of papers and whatnot in there i wonder if it's like 50 per bag or like per cart I don't know, but Betty was a hustler, so I'm convinced that she worked out and negotiated a fair price for herself because she seemed like, oh, okay, here you go. 62 is problem. <laughs> um, I totally agree. Uh, and when Munch is like, and you all make fun of me for shredding my junk mail, no, girl, I, this, is, this is how I learned that this is how they do it. I was like, well, I keep all my bills now. Even after I pay them, I just keep them. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, I don't blame you, Felicia. Well, I'm well, living south now. A lot of people burn their trash. I don't burn my. I never burned my trash because I don't think people want me to be around open flames and start fires. But I, I know sometimes it's like shredding events and stuff that happen at different places where they'll shred everybody's stuff. You can bring it to get shredded and stuff. And there's, but I, I just keep my stuff too because I'm just hyper nervous although i mean if you want to steal my identity good luck <laughs> good luck i always prove you for a nissan Sentra. i i always say like stealing my identity is just gonna screw you over <laughs> like all right you owe money now <laughs> go ahead i went to the most expensive um uni public university in america so have at it <laughs> I used to always uh, feel like if my wallet got stolen, I was like, well, they're screwed. They're going to go try to buy something. And it's going to be declined. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's easy to freeze your card. So it's like literally nothing. And I thought about that scene too, where like, you know, they're like, oh, I have 24 bucks. I have 38 bucks or whatever. Who has cash? I was like, that literally does not work nowadays. I'm like, you have Venmo? Like, this, does this almost really have a Venmo? <laughs> Cash app, Apple Pay. Honestly, if this episode was made now, she would have Venmo 100%. You think so? Yes. And without a doubt, I would, I would, she would have PayPal or Venmo or something. Something. Yeah. That's right. Um, all right. So we get to this graffiti gang whose name is B22B. And I wrote it down. It's Born to Be Bad, which is B. T B but it's B two and two Bs. What a stupid no offense to like this prep school that decided to have a graffiti gang. Dumb name. Writing club. 
dumb action. Like, you're at a prep school. Like, why is that the name you picked? Like, y'all could have picked something, I don't know, a little more poetic, I think. Um, but instead of being born to be bad, like, you're not bad. Like, probably have like a nanny. There's probably people who work in your home. Like, people who actually work in your home. Not like they work and they live in your home. They work at your house. Like, <laughs> imagine someone's job is to come to your house to work. Like, but you bad. But you bad. Not just that. I Look, I never went to a prep school or any sort of school like this, but I'm pretty sure that if Lindsay wanted to be in that club and they said it was for boys only, Lindsay's parents would have made a stink at that school. That's what yeah. I know about Lindsay well, that's and her family. Like the private prep school parents in this, in, in Law and Order, like they're always super entitled, super demanding, super narcissistic, like so it's abnormal that they were so, but I guess it also makes sense for them not to make a big deal because Lindsay was not really born female, gen- well, genetically female. So uh, they maybe wouldn't want to do that. I guess. I just feel like they would want her to be happy and do whatever. Like with the amount of hovering these parents did with her, it just it just seems like they would... Do something. Oh, Daryl says I don't think it was an official club. You know what? <laughs> I disagree. I don't care. Oh, oh no! Psycho is going crazy though. Psycho <laughs> and Psycho, right? Psycho and Psycho. Incredible. She wanted to be Psyche. Oh, Morris. Hello. Hi, Morris. Do you have um, any deep thoughts for us? <laughs> for anyone listening, you are missing a cat. I learned that Long Order is the best show ever. And that's all my mom watches. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks, Morris. Oh, Morris good is insight. so smart. So good smart. insight. All right. So we've met, we've met the twins, Logan and Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay seems to be super aggressive. Um, and when she was younger, she had bladder surgery issues. Um, she was on pills. And when they asked her parents why, because she's self-conscious about her weight, so we snuck her diet pills. <laughs> There's like a whole lot of issues there. That's a whole other story that we could have that we could have explored because I was like, what? She's not she's not been remotely overweight, like at True. like and in, in any societal wise health wise like this looks like a very average size child so why would you that's disgusting honestly i i feel like the mother the mother did this is where yell's gonna say something terrible the mother did a lot of stuff to this girl to give her the full girl experience right make her feel terrible about the way she looks make her feel like she's too fat no matter what um Girl got sexually assaulted and no one believed her. Welcome to yeah. the girl experience. Well, as Dr. Blair said, they were like, she's miserable. And he said, what 14-year-old girl is it? And I was like, listen, you don't make a lot of points, but you did make a point there because you're correct in that, at least. Oh, and don't forget to put in that ever so tense relationship between mother and exactly. daughter. And you are... You got it, girl. Dang. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't, the parents strike me odd. They just strike me odd. I mean, yeah. obviously, given the situation. 
yeah, so let's talk about how we got to this. Um, two perfectly healthy boys were born. Uh, they had a freak accident during the circumcision where one of the babies was severely burned and would never fully function. Um, Felicia, you okay? I'm sorry. I'm like making a really terrible face right now and I'm scrunching up. I, I medical stuff, it just honestly, it's make, it makes me queasy. Like it's just, oh, just, oh. Wow. Okay, well, that's all I wanted to say about it was that was what happened. And they decided, this is the line I quoted, the mother said, what else could we do? A lot. A I lot else. think of many things off the top of my head. That's not, that's not even being a doctor. <laughs> Just being a person. Maybe that speaks to their societal position, right? So I can only imagine what it's like to live in high society because I'm from New Jersey. So... And maybe in their societal position, they just felt the need to like have appearances be so so. And if someone knows our child has this condition or this problem, they're not perfect. We're not the perfect family. We're not elite, even though we're supposed to be elite. You know, it's it's messed up. A lot of people get caught up in what other people think that they're supposed to be, as opposed to just what and who they actually are. And uh, so I could see why she really thought I had no other choice. How, how else was I to cover this up? How else was I to make this as if it was no mistake? Um, which is still crazy to do. But. So I, I get that, except that they were so successful at hiding Lindsay's whatever secrets, right? Because she had these bladder issues or whatever. Um, and so she had had surgery, surgery and had scarring. Um, and they were able to like accept and cover up that. You know what they could have done? You know what they, what else could we have do? Raise the most confident boy ever that it wouldn't matter. Because yeah. honestly, in they, the dad was like, well, people make fun of him in the locker room. And now here's the thing. I The only time I was in the locker room was PE because I didn't do any sports. Shock. Um, we... We never took our underwear off. Why would our underwear go off? See, I thought about that too. If you're a guy, weigh in. Because like, I also don't get that. I guess you can see like through the underwear, but like, are you inspecting other people's packages? Also, I'm thinking, like, listen, I know there's going to be like some, it's hard medically to like fix this, I guess, but they are filthy rich. Like you, you think they could give him the best of the best. And like make it so like he can pass by. And like also, no one, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust a doctor who says the word it is easier to make a hole than build a pole. Yeah, no. Not the doctor you trust. No, no. And yeah. they're so rich. I feel like they could have figured this out. Oh you know? Really trusted a medical science and that the fact that it will continue to advance as we progress and he lives so he could so maybe there could be something for him there's a lot of things that maybe in the beginning of even our lives there were things that they couldn't fix with people and now and people passed away or then now not that and that's in one lifetime not even a whole lifetime so it's like kind of like you didn't want to just trust that maybe this could happen not such an anomaly i mean they did give the date which was funny that of their birth because it's the, literally the day after my birthday uh-huh. like, wait a minute the same year I don't remember. I don't know how old I am. Okay, because so, I just felt very old. Thank you. 
No, but I was just like, like maybe it's just at the time they just couldn't see that. But I, I, it's a no for me. It's this is what it is. We're a different generation than like our parents and their parents. We're more like individual, like individualists. Like what what are you? What makes you happy? Makes you feel whole? Makes you feel complete? Like, and we'll work with that and other generations so much aren't that. So I could totally accept like, oh, well, I mean, I probably will fight whoever was handling the machine. Like, I mean, Sue, I don't know what else you could do, but, um, but change my son to be my daughter when I didn't have a daughter. I, I just feel like there were such, like, they were like, this is the easiest solution. No, there are such easier solutions. Uh, and I think like, Making him the most confident guy ever is the the easiest solution. Where like everything else about him, he's so confident about that this is just one little thing he's insecure about. And then when his dad was talking about like him falling in love, you know what his partner is gonna do? Not care because they're right. in love. And if you're a real good father, again, I'm gonna say something. People are gonna come back. Look, a penis is not. It's not the end all be all. Teach him how to do all sorts of other things. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty. That's true. This the the doctor in this too was just like really deplorable. Um he hey. Blair, right? Dr. Blair. Dr. Blair was like the perfect experiment. Nature versus nurture. You are not you're sexually void. And I'm like this is interesting because a lot of these older episodes, a lot of things really resonate and come back around to where we are right now. And that's literally the conversation. But I'm like, no, you do, you're not void of anything. It's not how someone raised you to be, which makes you that. Cause even when they were, the nanny was describing how um, Lindsay would take off the dresses and run all around. Like, I don't want to wear this. Like, cause that's not who, uh, who Luke or Lindsay was or is. Mm-hmm. I need to talk about a fictional character like this. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, this one's like hard too because it's not like that character chose their like or, or like figured it out on their own. Like it's very, it's very complicated. Like this is a very complicated story and finding like the verbiage to talk about it is like challenging because of that, I think. Well, I think some things to keep in mind, right, is that this is not... Uh, necessarily a a trans story. This is someone who was born biologically male, mm-hmm. forced to live as a female, and then realized that they were male. Mm. So right. this, this is a cisgendered male story. Um, yeah. With just a, a female portion of life. Um, yeah. But also, like, it's. I think what's really interesting is that this is so old. This episode's from 2005, and the the terminology they use is not as correct. Like Stabler being like, you know, you can't do this to someone's sexual identity. And Dr. Blair luckily like understood the difference between sexual identity and gender expression and gender identity. Mm -hmm. And like all of these terms that we now know, um, although it is very on brand for Stabler to not know the words or care. Yeah. (laughs) At least back then. Yeah. (laughs) He gets better. He he, he learns, yeah. and um, I think that's really important for character development. Joe is like to actually see somebody evolving, and even though if you have disdain for maybe older comments, you can always appreciate somebody better. 
for example, like, you know, if even if, you know, maybe you said something before, you said some insensitive things in the past, you know, you don't have to say them again. I had a real reflective week this week about not of things that I said it on air, <laughs> like this talking before and like in this in the hopes of like being funny and maybe my joke not really translating and, and thinking about that and the space that everyone needs to, to get uh, to try to get better there's another show that just ended that i kind of watched was the bachelor and talking about that whole thing so that's been like my week of reckoning of like everybody needs to get better we can all get better absolutely group you can get better (laughs) absolutely i'm sure you can find me saying terrible things on previous svu after shows a few come to mind Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't look none of this stuff up y'all it's not important now it's who we are today that matters I agree. Um, so yeah, Dr. Blair uh, in the end, Logan wants to charge him for molesting them, for showing them porn, for putting them into positions um, and for making them simulate sex because they had to learn and differentiate gender roles, which is not, that's not how that, that's not how that works. That's not how it works. This is like the, was like the one of the most unethical doctors therapists whatever like of all time and i have a conspiracy that he wanted this to happen all along he paid off the person who was doing it so he could have his little experiment that's my theory he had this in mind all along oh wow Uh, it's funny because i had a similar theory that like he had been paying attention to twin births and was just waiting for like something to happen the perfect one like he's too interested for this to be a coincidence. Like, right, something's happening there. Right, mm, I don't trust him at all. I feel like he has been doing this for a long time. I think I think it's interesting that he was ultimately like you know they were accusing him of mol- molestation, but Doctor Hendricks is the one who is now up for review. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm not the one who was touching the kids and making them touch on each other and trying to t- tell one that he's a woman like that wasn't me i was trying to free these kids of their burden because you could even see um the aggression just in both of them they just have like a they were just angry and you know if you've taken at least one psychology course and ever in life you'll know that anger is a secondary emotion and it's usually preceded by deep pain or sadness and both of these kids were super angry they were talking about Lindsay being the aggressor towards her brother so obviously there's a lot of problems with these kids and her heart was from the beginning of the episode she was advocating for them from like as soon as Logan walked into the that room she was like oh no 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 y'all can't do this like no yeah justice for Dr. Hendricks and also this reminded me a little of that episode I, the specifics are fuzzy but when Dr. Huang like I think had the guy who was addicted to heroin or addicted to something and did that like treatment that wasn't like Mm-hmm. officially approved by the FDA or whatever and he like risked it because he knew it was best for like the patient and the person who was suffering and I love that we kind of see that here with Dr. Hendricks where she's like I'm not supposed to like tell these kids this but it's going to be way worse in the long run if I don't so she risked it all and did it and I really appreciate when they go a little rogue to do the right thing yeah oh no go ahead oh no I said I'm here for it and also too when that episode I thought about it too that was another Psych, uh, psychologist as well in that episode that he was kind of going head to head with kind of how like Blair Hendricks went head to head this episode like mm-hmm. 
you're being in, not you know you're not ethical that in that episode i can't remember what the title was y'all probably knows it yep y'all do know the title i don't know the title but i know the rest of the details of the episode that's such a good episode oh, i need to watch that one again drugs to keep them codependent on yeah and yeah wong gave that medicine so that he could just easily you know not it's be the- the episode with guest star James um, James Frey. Hold on, James Frey, SVU. Give me one second. I'll tell you exactly what episode it is. Doctor Wong at, in in New York one time, and I was like literally in a Whole Foods, and I was like, I cannot say hello to him. I was like, I, I followed him around the produce section just a bit. I'm just gonna tell the story while y'all was looking this up. I found it. <laughs> I kind of found around the produce section. I just didn't have the balls, and I just like walked out. I didn't even buy anything from the store. I didn't even need to go into Whole Foods. I had just stalked him like a block over, and I went in. I love that for you. I was doing that, and I had no courage. I just walked away. But he looks exactly <laughs> like he just looks that. Some people don't look exactly the same from when they're on screen. When you see them in person, I'm sure uh, Yell and Taylor can testify to that. Um, but he looked exactly the same. The, um, so the episode is called Users, um, yeah. and it is from 2009. That is season 11, episode 7. Great um, season, love 11. First yeah. one I ever bought on DVD, so it will always be special to me. So cute. Um, Zach in the chat says, justice for Dr. Hendricks indeed. I will I say do. this. I forgot how fun her arc is. I really do love that um, little, I think it was three episodes, um, arc that she's this former cop who became a therapist. And in the end of this episode, she said, when they were like, you did the right thing, she's like, for a cop, I disagree for this patient, you did the right thing. And I think that like, yes, it wasn't your place and they were being treated by someone else. I don't think she's going to be, like, I don't think there's going to be any discipline because she didn't no. do anything wrong. Mm-mm. I agree. Part of it to play into her decision-making, this man being just, just disgusting and really, really a creep. He's a creep fest and um, all the things that he did and, and why her actions did that. So, I mean, yeah, justice. Well, he did. He did. So. <laughs> I know. Bye. I didn't. But. Yeah. Um, so he dies and it's the perfect murder. Um, and I want to yeah. believe it inspired another episode, but we'll talk about or that, like the idea of this murder inspired another episode. Um, because we have more twin episodes, but we'll talk about that in just a bit. Um, for now, do we have some best lines? Oh, we sure do. <laughs> but I'll let you guys go first because I have like five. Oh, okay. I only have one. Okay. So it's in the very beginning when the um, Luis's body like falls and like, oh, he had a wad, a wad of a wad of fifties, about ten thousand. Yeah, not enough cushion, not enough to cushion the fall. And I was like. <laughs> Like literally still on the car. Like he's still on the car. Like that made me laugh at the episode. I totally forgot about that because you think just twins at the very end, obviously the end of the episode. I forgot about this little thing. I thought that was funny. No, that's so funny, especially because there's a part later when Finn is up there and he's like, and then they ruined that nice car. 
totaled, a dam- totaled out a damn fine beamer because that was one of the lines. <laughs> totaled yeah. out a damn fine beamer. <laughs> well, the car. Well, okay, okay, going off of that, yeah, because this is also like the gang stuff had the like some of the best lines, I think. Um, one more that I thought was funny was Finn was like referred to him as a bug we scraped off the windshield. And then Munch goes, a little respect for the dead, please. And I think that's the most hypocritical thing he's ever said. Because I remember very clearly when there was a man on fire, he called him a crispy critter. So <laughs> I think maybe you should you should have no room to talk if you're calling people on fire crispy critters. <laughs> that was a very funny exchange. Um, I love I love the two like um girl gang members at the arcade slash pizza place and they, they like all of their lines are so funny but i love popo in the house <laughs> um and then finally not a specific quote but just whenever they were the twins were speaking in the made-up language i thought was incredible and i love how agitated olivia and elliot were they were like yo yo, yo no english english only please like what what is happening i thought that was just like an amazing moment <laughs> I agree. I really want to give a shout out to um, Riley McLendon, who played Logan and Lindsay slash Luke, um, because a pretty amazing performance um, for both of these uh, characters and just so well, just so well done. It needs to be it needs to be called out and appreciated. Um, Also, Dr. Blair, played by Peter Firth, no relation to Colin Firth. Interesting. um, and their father, the twins' father, uh, Mr. Stan, was played by John Bolger, who uh, is a repeat offender. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and of course, Sister Peg. We love her. Just some, just some credits we want to shout out. Um, this episode was, in fact, as angry as I get that this was a decision someone made, um, this was ripped from the headline. So let me tell you about this wild story. Uh, This is the story of David Reamer, R-E-I-M-E-R, born Bruce Peter Reamer, again, R-E-I-M-E-R. So uh, it was Canadian and was uh, born male, reassigned as female, raised as a girl following medical advice um, and intervention after his penis was severely injured during a botched circumcision in infancy. And this is about also a psychologist named John Money, uh, who oversaw the case and reported the reassignment as successful and as evidence that gender identity is primarily learned. So because of this, um, because of Dr. Money. um, Jay Money. Jay Money. This became something that doctors believed. This was something that like was widely accepted because of this specific case. Um, and the academic sexologist Milton Diamond later reported that Reamer's realization that he was not a girl crystallized between the ages of nine and 11 and he transitioned to living as a female as 15. Um, well known in medical circles for years, anonymously as the John Joan case, Reamer later went public with his story to help discourage similar medical practices. Um, and sadly, uh, he died uh, by suicide um, in 2004. He killed himself, which is so heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking. Sorry. Um, so, wow. yeah. 
Um, he was born as an identical twin with a brother. He was named Bruce with his twin brother, Brian. Um, and they, you know, decided at the age of uh, six months after concerns um, were raised about how both of the boys um, urinated, there was an issue. They decided to have a circumcision at age, at seven months because of whatever this issue was. Um, and it didn't go as planned. And so it was beyond, burned beyond repair and they decided to do this instead. Um, you can read more about everything, but one of the things that I think is the most interesting that I, I believe came out of this um, is the way that it affects people who are born um, intersex. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, um, intersex are uh, people are people born with um, ambiguous genitalia or um, in a way that we used to call, uh, we used to refer to people as hermaphrodites. That is not the term anymore. Um, it is people who might have both genitals or um, ambiguous genitals. And so because of this case, a lot of times the doctors will make a decision. So babies are born and a doctor will make a decision. Um, and if you want to learn more about um, intersex people and um, their activism towards ending this thing because this is literally still how it's done if i if yeah. unless something has changed in the past 20 years which i don't think it has um a baby is born and doctors literally make a decision make a surgical decision on a child and then try to raise that child how they decide that child should be which ends with a wow. lot of, of a lot of um reassignment surgeries later in life and a lot of stories of people you know, struggling in ways they didn't have to. Um, yeah, that's messed up. And it just, like, shows how obsessed our society is with, like, the gender binary, which is, like, not a thing. Like, there's not just two genders. And I feel like if we start accepting that, less things like this will happen. Yeah, I also think, like, this seems wild to me that, that they do this to babies. But, like, the, the yeah. again, the fear is that a child will grow up confused or a child will be bullied. They're confused why they don't feel like what you tell them that they are. Like, they're going to not feel like what you're saying. Like, it, it's... Right. When people talk about their experiences in transitioning, it's, it's literally almost the same exact thought. It's, I didn't feel like my... I didn't feel like myself in in the way I was presenting to the rest of the world. Like imagine literally walking around in your own body and not feeling like yourself. And then and then this is done from the time you're born. It's not even just like, okay, I was born and like I know this it's like I was born and there there was a choice for me to be the opposite gender and you just picked one for me and this one doesn't work that you picked or you know it's just that's too much um that's too much like God to me it's like a, a lot too much like making those types of decisions on people's lives and i could even if it is your biological child if it is, is your child that you brought into this world they still have to live in it independently of you and on their own terms and and, and in their own space of happiness i'm just not trying to be in charge of someone's misery i'm like it's miserable enough need to do that um to be as to be you know to make them miserable. yeah <laughs> the their life as their mother not that 
I don't, when they lay on the couch, it's like, they, you know, when they go to get therapy, they complain about me. That's not something that they're going to say. <laughs> that's not it. I agree. Um, yeah, so if you want to look into that story again, you can look up David Reimer, uh, R-E-I-M-E-R, um, and check that out. What was that? Canada. Yes, he's Canadian. Wow, um, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, we've learned a lot. There are some documentaries you can check out if you're more interested, if you're interested in hearing more. Um, on that note, though, I have some show news to share. Um, as we know, April 1st is the big crossover with organized crime. Um, also, it has been confirmed this week in the news uh, that showrunner Warren Light um, said they shot plenty of scenes, uh, or at least multiple scenes, for multiple crossover episodes with Stabler. So we should be seeing him in addition to this crossover episode that is coming up on the first, where we have SVU lead into the other show. He will be popping up on our show more this season. And I just wanted to share that excitement with you all. Um, Oh my gosh, it's getting so close. Yeah. Are we excited? Yeah, like, like genuinely, like, are you excited? Like him, like knowing that he's going to pop up other parts. Of- like- oh yeah, like here's the thing. I'm not even like. I mean, I like Elliot as a character. He's not like my favorite character, but the dynamic of him and Benton is so interesting, and there's so much like crazy history there that I'm just so excited to see like what's going to happen because I genuinely have no clue. Like we can speculate, but be crazy and i heard that the organized crime show is like serialized so it's not going to just be like a procedural so i'm really excited to see how it like how together i know but it's 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 going to be interesting like in the showrunner of that like to be l word so like i'm very interested in organized crime too and like what the vibe of that's going to be because there's a lot of interesting elements that seem to be at play so i'm really excited to see the vibes you know the vibes we'll see i i'm uh cautious optimistic i'm cautiously yeah and i think i'll get excited about the additional scenes and all that kind of stuff after we see what's ahead you know because i don't want to believe that they could not have the same chemistry just because they had such great chemistry as partners throughout this like the beginning of this series is really like i mean what makes it probably so impactful for so many people but what if it's not the same you know what i I think it will be They've been in touch for that many years that, like... That's the thing. I want answers. I want to understand. Like, that's what I'm really excited about. Story-wise, I'm excited for Stabler to explain, like, how he could do this to Olivia. You know what I mean? Like... Go be tough. (laughs) I'm so stoked. Um, Daryl in the chat says, woo-woo, one New York crossover. Yeah, take that one Chicago. Um, (laughs) We were here first. I'm all protective as though I've not grown in California. Whatever, Don't New York. Never say one Chicago to me again. <laughs> um, all right, let's head into our weekly poll. Yes. So last week we talked about Raw and we talked about our favorite favorite Dana Lewis episodes, which you cannot go wrong because Dana Lewis is that bitch. Um, coming in last place, we have episode or sorry, season eight, episode one, Informed, which is so upsetting that you like came in last because I love that episode, the environmental group um in 
third place, we have Secrets Exhumed. That's the one where she goes to jail. It should not be in first or second, so I'm glad that's in third. Um, but I can't believe it being informed. Whatever, I'm over it, I guess. Um, in second place, we have Raw, which we talked about um, last week. That's the one with the most annoying Nazi group or whatever they called them. Um, particular obnoxious group or whatever. Yeah. And then in first place, we have season 12, episode 8, Penetration. That's 45.8% of the vote. I'm wondering if that's because Calvin... Um, asks if they're lesbians <laughs> that's why i would vote for that one personally because that's a little, little tidbit you know but that happens there um but that was the result of last week this week we're asking you guys your favorite twin episodes and there are quite a few good ones you guys um we have parasites which is season two episode 19 el you said you would describe that one for us yes okay so parasites is such a good one um it was again one of my first because i started watching in season uh two but it's the one where a girl's body is found like under the flower beds of this home and it turns out that her, she is a twin sister who lives not far and then it turns out that it's the sister who we meet she's actually the dead one and that the girl who's buried is the one who's living now with her husband because they were um, brought in, um, like, tr not trafficked, they were like mail order brides, and then they got um, kind of trafficked. Uh, it's such a good one. And the parasites, the like, um, the, the double meaning there is that these immigrants, they are referred to as parasites, but also we learn about orchids, which are kind of parasitic. Um, oh, it's a great episode. Go rewatch it. I need it. to rewatch. Yeah, now I'm like, want to rewatch it. Um, so we have that one. Unfortunately, it's in uh, last place right now. It was zero percent of the vote. Because you didn't hear my description. It. True, so true. Um, we have identity, which we just talked about. That's currently in third place. Um, currently in first place, which I'm not surprised by. We have bombshell. Bomb that's twin sets. That's Rose McGowan. That episode is crazy. I love that episode. And then um, coming in at second place at the moment, we have Double Strands, which is season 13, episode four. That's the one with T.R. Knight, who plays, like, the guy who they think it's him, but it might be his brother from, like, the other state. So that's well, awesome. he didn't know that he had a twin brother, and his twin brother yeah. knew that he had the better life, and he got the tattoo, and his mom was like, I gave him up. Yeah. Uh, that's also a great one. So every twin episode is like pretty spot on, honestly. And if you guys can think of more, drop them in the chat or drop them in the comments, which I'll tell you the, where to find the poll in a little bit. But there are some twins that are just like great that aren't like featured like parts of the episode, but are wonderful, I'm sure. Like Jane, Jane uh, how do you say her name? Oh, right. You know uh, about? Yeah, yeah, Jane Krasinski from, um, 30 rock yeah she plays a twin too but i didn't include the one because it wasn't like as prominent as a part of the other i don't think yeah she's the like she's the nurse who's killing all the people um because her brother's a doctor <laughs> she's sad about it um, sure. that, that was it i was not a great one um, she's wonderful so maybe she may be for her Oh man, now I really want to watch all these twin ones. Yeah. So good. All right. We'll tell you where to find that in just a bit. Um, let's talk about what did we learn? <laughs> I'll start. It is easier to dig a hole than build a pole. No, not this. It's the stupidest saying I've ever heard. 
It truly is. Um, also, not not to get graphic, but like um, in terms of the way gender reassignment surgery is done now, like is not is not easier one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I learned beyond what you told me about the real story. So I knew it was based on a true story, but I didn't know the details. So I f- learned the details of that. I also learned if I need a quick 50 bucks, I'm just going to steal some identities for the Stone Cold Assassins. All you know, right. Make some quick cash. All right, Felicia. What did I learn? Um, I don't know. I think maybe not learned, but I think it just really drove a point home that some people are just really misinformed um, when it comes matter of gender and of people having the self self autonomy to pick their their gender and their own sexuality and how they want to express and live as themselves like for me I think when we all talk amongst each other we take for granted that we all understand these things and those are just under, understood but there are still like people out there in 2005 and in 2021 that need to uh, learn that lesson too so I guess just Realize that there's still more work to do. You always have like such a good one. (laughs) And like me and Yell are just like messing around. And then Felicia like drops like true knowledge on us. (laughs) What an asshole. I'm sorry. You're making us look bad. I'm kind of tired of it. Um, No, but I think you're absolutely right. I think that, that people really do have a lot to learn. I mean, definitely in 2005, um, but also in 2021, like, People still struggle with pronouns. Um, I'm people. I'm people. You ever like, like, I'm like, oh my God, I misgendered somebody. And like all day long, I'd be like sweating by the armpits. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe I did that to them. I'm so sorry. And like, what do you even say now to apologize for that? Um, but um, I guess nobody asked me for my advice. But if I had to give any advice, I would say to just be a real person and say, I really don't know what to say. I said the wrong thing and I know I don't want to hurt you or offend you. Please tell me the right thing to say because I don't want to make you uncomfortable anymore. I think that's some solid advice. I will also say just if we're giving out some advice here, um, the, the best thing that you can do specifically if, you know, if you are uh, like us, we are cisgendered uh, women is to to say our pronouns up front because it makes it more comfortable for other people. Um, and we need to normalize it. We need to start bringing up our pronouns. So maybe starting next week, our, our labels, our names will change on the show and we'll say our pronouns as well. I love that. We should definitely do that. That's a good idea. We can do that. That's an easy yeah. fix. That's um, Yeah. Look at us. We're all learning together. Um, I love it. All right, that's perfect. So um, let me tell everybody what show we're doing next, what episode we're doing next week. Um, so we, oh, I was like, which one did we do? Got it. I got it. Just for Taylor's reaction. <laughs> next week, we will be discussing Locum. For those who are going, the hell is Locum? That would be the Joan Cusack, Bailey Madison episode. I know the whole thing by heart, but I can't wait to watch it again. Like, I can um, take you through what happens, but, like, I can't wait to watch it again. Sarah shared with us in the chat what she learned. Um, oh, no, that's not this one. Uh, I learned some new graffiti tags. Sarah oh. just goes out and tags things with Psycho. Like, watch out, guys. Yep. Um, but, yes, Daryl liked our idea of uh, putting in our pronouns. 
<laughs> yeah. If you're listening to our audio only version, let us know what you learned this episode. Um, I think that Sicko was a much better name than Psycho, but that's fine. He goes by Sick. <laughs> like he doesn't, but he tried. Because Sicky is better. Um, Psyche. Psyche's not better either. Anyway. Uh, so next week we're talking about Locum. You have all week to catch up on rewatching it. Um, but until then, until then, um, Taylor, where can everyone find you and the poll? Yes, you guys can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore. And you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gabe underscore. All right. And Felicia, where are you at these days? I'm on Instagram. You know, that's my favorite platform. Uh, I on, at it's Felicia Michelle. And then I'm on Twitter at it's felicia on air thank you i'm yell teagle i'm everywhere at yell teagle that's y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l i will also be um talking about Zack snyder's justice league on a very special episode of super lady hero hour yell <laughs> is so excited she can't wait <laughs> i'm like is there volume like what's going on i just Your voice is just like, it's like, so hype. We're going to be doing that on Monday. Um, Super Lady Hour is regularly on Wednesdays. Also, this evening, I'm going to be playing Truth or Dare, I guess, on on the World Girls. I don't actually know what's happening, and I'm terrified, and I'm definitely going to have to make sure. You should be, honestly. It's a great panel, though. It's. I mean, I. It's. I it be fun. I'm pretty sure I know what's gonna happen. I'm Good so luck. excited. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye.